Welcome to the KCSU Sports Podcast. My name is Eliza Drotar. And I'm Ewan Pert. We are the sports directors here at KCSU. We talk club, college, and professional sports here at CSU. Welcome to the KCSU Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ewan Pert, with my co-host, Eliza Drotar, here with me as well. What's up, Eliza? Not much. Things are going well. We got sports to talk about, so it's a good day. It really is a great day. Now that we're all settled, we're here to talk about CSU sports. More specifically, we wanted to talk today about the state of various teams at the school and have some chats about where these teams are and where they need to be in the coming months and, in some cases, for next season. Luckily for us, there has been a lot of activity in the world of sports this month here in October. Nearly every team here at CSU has competed in an event of some sort in this month or has events coming up very soon for the beginning of their seasons. Due to their seasons taking place later in the year, we will not be hitting on the track and field teams, the baseball team, or the softball team, but every other team CSU has has been going at it or will be soon. I think the best way to go about this is speak on each team one by one. So Eliza, where do you want to start? You know what? I say let's start with volleyball. That has been one of the biggest things that's been happening at the school is one of the biggest, I don't want to say money makers for the athletics department, but I do want to say definitely a crowd pleaser. Yeah, definitely one of the big hitters. The team is 15 and 6 on the season at the time of recording. And well, they're 8 and 2 in conference, but their two losses in conference have come in the last couple weeks, but they are looking pretty good so far. They've won three of their last four games and they had a hot streak in September that extended into October between September 2nd and October 6th going 10 and 2 in that time. So what are your expectations for this team around campus just from different people and then where do you think the team wants to be at the end of the year? I'm definitely expecting them to be able to make the Mountain West tournament. I know that seems like a low bar for a lot of people but that is still the top half of the Mountain West that is able to go. So if the Rams can stay in that top half and maybe even top three that would be best but right now where they want to be is they want to be able to be in contention or lock down that first or second place spot to secure the first buy first round buy for the mountain west tournament which would be hosted here in fort collins that's true do you think the team has aspirations for winning the tournament or are they just looking to be happy to compete in the tournament oh no 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 they definitely want to be able to take it home with the devastating loss to unlv last year the fourth ranked seed you absolutely cannot let that happen again you have a better team now you have a much younger one with a lot more passion and fire and willingness to kind of do whatever it takes they should definitely have a chance at taking home the mountain west and perhaps going on to other conferences after the mountain west is over yeah and then where do you think the team will be at the end of the month do you think they will be able to win that mountain west tournament or they're just gonna kind of middle out halfway through how do you feel about them i have a feeling that they're still gonna be working well they're still gonna be doing well but it's gonna be more like what we've seen the last couple weeks. There are a lot of strong teams that we still have yet to play, so it's going to be very important that the Rams sort of kick it up a notch and they're willing to do, again, whatever it takes to sort of take home the W. Right now, there are a lot of matches coming up next. Nevada, San Jose State, Fresno State, Wyoming, Air Force once again. It's going to be really difficult for the Rams to be able to hang on to that spot that they're in right now because they're in the top half of the Mountain West. I believe they are third-seeded 
in the Mountain West currently. I do believe you are correct about that. With this team and how they're doing so far, do you think there's any been any single player that's really contributed to the team? Do you think there's anything that one single player or just the team that has been doing this year to really make a difference this year? Kennedy Stanford has been a standout player since she got to Rams country and very impressive results thus far for Mountain West Offensive Player of the Week, not just Offensive Player of the Week. A lot of strong offense when it comes to the back of the net, the front of the net, wherever she needs to be. But you can't say that it's all up to her because you have people like Malaya Jones, Sierra Pritchard, and a bunch of other players, Jackie Van Liefta, who just came back from injury and played in the most recent game. Very impressive recovery, very quick recovery, and was able to take home a couple points for herself within her first set of coming back. It is a massive team effort. There's a reason that it's three hits before it goes over the net because you can't rely on just one person to get it to work. Yeah, and I would I would completely agree with that. She has been the best player for the team this year. And I would also like to say that Sierra Pritchard is definitely unsung hero for this team, really being a great leader and doing everything she can to make this team as good as they can be and providing the leadership and sportsmanship that the team really need, has needed this season. Absolutely. Uh, Sierra Pritchard is one of the veteran players that we do have left on the team after Brianna Runnell Alexa Romeliotis and some of the other fantastic leaders that we have had on this team in the last two years have left. Sierra's really taken over that position and helped a lot of people, not just her backup setter bare powers, but also the entire team sort of come together, whether that's emotionally or on the court itself. Yeah, it really has been a great effort from the team in many fashions, especially on the record since they are 15 and 6. And you can see that in the in how much they enjoy each other's company and how, how great the chemistry has been this season. Can you speak on that a little bit? Definitely the chemistry has been one of the stronger parts of what makes the team very well coordinated. You see the enthusiasm between the players when you see someone doing well. It's not just the one player that celebrates, it's the entire team. That is one of the things I do adore about volleyball is that this sense of family and camaraderie, it's real. And you see it especially with this Rams team. It's hard to compare to anything else that I've seen. It's on a different level than what I've seen. It is this very genuine passion for the sport, taking care of each other, taking care of what is important to them, and it's honestly kind of breathtaking at times. Coach Tom Hilbert also is a wonderful coach for being able to trust his players. We have seen multiple times when we are calling the games live for play-by-play, we will see that he turns to his players before taking a challenge or before messing with a call and maybe looks to them before even calling a timeout if they're looking tired, if they need a minute, if they look frazzled. He will look to them first before he looks to his assistant coaches because he understands how important it is to have faith in them along with faith in your staff. You're so right about that to wrap up our segment on the volleyball team we've got the team's got two more games left in october hosting san diego state and fresno state before in november they have six games before the mountain west tournament against san jose state new mexico air force wyoming and unlv a lot of interesting games and a lot of fun in conference play it's going to be exciting and now we're going to move on to our next team the football team who is now two and five on the season how do you feel about the season how do you feel about how they've been this so far this season it's it's been a toss-up for me i i do enjoy football as a sport i prefer professional more than the college level just because things are a little bit more polished but that is partially the opposite of why people like college football it's a lot more raw there's a lot more different in how 
plays can be coordinated or how things are run, how routes are so different based off of what coach does what or what player does what. It's very interesting. But one of the things that has been difficult is head coach Jan Ravel coming from Nevada, coming from one of our in-conference rivals, and taking his own home team down for the first win of the season, I think might have given the Rams a little bit of unearned confidence. Mm -hmm. And then going into their next game, it just didn't work. And then facing off against Hawaii, which is the most recent game as of recording, it was honestly kind of amazing to see that there was another win in this season. When we started, I was talking about this with my family because they're also huge sports buffs. Pun not intended. (laughs) (laughs) We We don't mention the town in Boulder. But one of the things that I was hoping for was Norvell would be able to turn around a lot of what was happening with these younger players as he would be able to have a better connection working with them. Even if he didn't recruit them, he kind of knew how to pick up where Adazio left off. My hopes were a little high Mm -hmm. in that moment, but things are also turning around significantly quicker going two and two in the last four games. I say that's a pretty solid start being able to actually sort of change it up and fix where they need to be going and if they can start racking up more w's i think that this is going to be a fantastic way for the program to sort of reinvent itself in a way that has been desperately needed yeah in conference play the last three games they're two and one which has definitely been an improvement they are two and one yeah they it's definitely improved since they've started conference play first win in the season and in conference play came against nevada that loss in conference play came against utah state at home on homecoming weekend a really disappointing loss and then the last game was hawaii which the team was able to beat 17 to 13 though it was a little more lopsided than it looked the team probably should have won 23 13 depending on how you look at it but anyways really great win last week for the rams well you know what here here, real quick let's dive into the last couple scores that we've seen for the Mm -hmm. last couple games they have been low scoring games much more defensive and i think that is to the rams advantage the rams Mm -hmm. defense is significantly stronger than their offense their offensive coordinator has felt a little bit off but the defense has been on point every time being able to get interceptions to cause fumbles to be able to stop the the run and the rack yards that lead to so many touchdowns or at least field goals right now their offense has been has been leaving a lot to be desired but their defense has been very strong and allowing them to sort of take the lead at times Mm -hmm. and allow them to shine where they need to has been a wonderful play calling by Norvell and his defense coordinator. Yeah, and and they've really improved in-conference play, something that we've actually talked about on the last podcast that we did with Caleb Allen dropping in to talk about the football team. It was was a lot of fun, and the team really has shown signs of improvement in-conference play, along with what Eliza has just mentioned. Do you think I think the return of Clay Millen at that Hawaii game and for the rest of the season, hopefully, is a good sign for the season, a good omen for them as they keep going. I mean, it is both quarterbacks, if I'm not mistaken, are redshirt freshmen. So it feels kind of like tossing a coin. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's going to be one player that's better and one player that you might want more than the other. But they're still, you can't really make a decision on who's going to be the better player if they haven't had enough time to really start in their college careers. It's going to be kind of difficult to make that decision of who is going to be the better player without right off the bat looking at what they did maybe their senior year of high school, but even still, they've been sitting on the bench for the last two years. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit difficult. I think that Millen has some talent and I think has a bit more of a consistent arm, but there is still, it's too early to decide for me 
honestly what's going to happen. I think what you should do for the rest of the season is unless one quarterback shows significant improvement and allows to give the offense a lot more in the yard in yardage and in point you might just want to sort of swap out the quarterbacks every so often so you have a little time for each of them to train and not let one fall way way behind even if one is a little bit better don't let the slightly worse player fall further and further and further down they're still your players and they're going to be your players for the next three years. Train them like they're going to be your only players for the next three years. I definitely feel almost the opposite from you on that one, actually. Oh, really? I really like Millen as a player. In every game I've seen he's played, I've been really impressed with Millen. And in the last game, he passed 17 for 24 on a, for 177 yards and ran nine times for 53 yards. So in the game, he had nearly 230, or about 230 yards in the game from the ground and the air, along with not completing seven passes. And in his previous game before getting injured, he went seven for seven and a touchdown he really is an impressive player to me he's got the arm talent and I think he's gaining some of the smarts he needs out there as he plays more along with Norvell giving him some more plays to show off his talent especially with running back Avery Morrow really getting in there and proving himself as a fantastic running back running for 147 yards last week and two touchdowns really great play from Morrow and hopefully he can keep that going as he's really really improved in conference play one more play to talk about on this team before we get ready to talk about the other teams is Tory horton is he an nfl talent is he like Ooh. could he make it i think he might may Ooh, that's a hard one i think that horton's really improved been a really great player for the team this season only catching three passes for 47 yards against hawaii however you could tell that the defense was keyed in on him and norvell was trying to get him the ball but it just wasn't working out that game so justice ross simmons really picked up the slack for four receptions and 64 yards in the game and really just spreading the ball around the whole time. Great job from Horton. He seems like he could make the league if he keeps up to his good play this season and continues next year, especially if Millen is able to get him the ball more consistently. That is going to be the key because you don't want to be the one good player on a bad team. You want to be one of the good players on a good team. That's true. That is one of the biggest things that I have learned over time watching sports. If you're the one good player on the bad team, Everyone is gunning for you. Everyone is going to cover you or block you or whatever it takes in whatever mm -hmm. sport you're in. But if you do have multiple good players on that team, that means that you really have an opportunity to shine at certain times, and so do they. It allows for a lot more opportunities for everyone to do well, but especially for that one really good player to succeed. Yeah. For the, for the rest of the season, football has five more games. Four of those in November at San Jose State here in Fort Collins against Wyoming against New Mexico and against Air Force at Air Force. Up next, we've got soccer, who is four, six, and eight on the season. The tirade continues. Yeah, there is so many ties this season. They only have one more game left this season. If they're fortunate, unfortunate enough to tie that final game, they will tie the record for most ties in a season by any NCAA Division I women's soccer team. I was about to say, they beat the CSU record. I remember that. But they've surpassed it by far now. By by a lot now, because 
it was when we it was were five. Yeah. Yeah. It was when it was five. So they have surpassed that immensely. Mm -hmm. I just kind of wonder because a tie still equals more points than a loss. A loss right, is yeah. zero points. A tie is one and a win is three. Mm -hmm. I would say it's better to have the tie than the loss. And I know that's not a hot take or anything, but mm -hmm. with the tie, I say that's more learning opportunities. And you have a young team mm -hmm. that needs to sort of build their relationships and start right. learning how to play this more as a team than as individuals. Mm -hmm. So for now, I say that's all right. I say that's understandable and fair. And I think that once next season starts, it's really only going to go up and up and up until we see a chance to maybe see a tournament, some more tournament action. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. However, the team hasn't won a game since September 22nd. I mean, you're not wrong about you, that. How do you think they feel about that? How do you think oh, like, no, it that feels must, in the locker room? That's got to be demoralizing. Yeah. That is really demoralizing. <laughs> I understand that feeling. I did a little bit of soccer. Shocker, I actually was athletic at one point. But oh. went <laughs> It's, again, it's better than the loss, but still, you feel right. like there are so many things that you still think about it like it was a loss. So you mm -hmm. think about, I could have done this, I could have done that, we need to fix this, we need to fix that. With a win, there is a lot less of that. True. So, again, it's that how you take the learning experience kind mm -hmm. of thing for me. For me, I do enjoy learning from a mistake rather than just kind of pushing it off because there was a success in the end. Mm -hmm. But I'm the only person that I know that feels that way. So... <laughs> With that last game of the season coming very soon, do you want them to win the game or do you want them to tie the record and get another tie? Well, of course I want them to succeed. Like right. I want the Rams to have some success, but that's what my heart <laughs> says. My head says it's more likely that it could be a tie. More likely <laughs> doesn't mean impossible for it to sway either way. It just seems slightly more likely. They have been... Like most soccer games, low-scoring games, and it usually comes down to just timing. And that's mm -hmm. that's something that's hard to learn without a little bit of experience. So I could see the tie happening again. I would like to see the win. I would like to see the girls walk out of their season against Wyoming with the W. But time will really only tell. Yeah, time will tell on that one. As the team only has one more game, that being on October 27th on the season, and it being unlikely that they make the playoffs, this game will be probably their last one. Hopefully, they're able to tie off the season with a happy ending. Up next, we have Swim and Die, who is now 2-0 on the season. And after being 14-0 last season and starting 2-0 this season, the team has to be feeling good. Can we say at this point that the Swim and Dive team is the best team here at CSU with Ooh. all that continuous oh. winning? Okay, well, that's a little bit difficult because the way that they score swim and dive is significantly different than any other game. It's multiple mm -hmm. events and averages and teams and individuals. It is so much more complex. True. Even when you look at it, like, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost certain we'll be talking about it later on in men's and women's golf, is, like, there is such a difference in how things are scored versus a basketball game where it's True. like, here is the score, here is how you <laughs> got to the score, versus when you do a sport like swim and dive it is significantly different in the way that they do it and has a lot more complexities to it yes they are winning overall in those competitions and that is the part that counts towards the win but i don't think you can say there's a best team at ccu <laughs> i think you could say there's the team with the best winning record and that one definitely would be swim and dive yes then. so then we're gonna go with that they have swim the best dive. winning record swim vibe did take fifth at the mountain west swim and dive championships after that undefeated season last year do you think that will affect the team in any way when that time of year comes around later this season i'm 
that's a hard one. I have I have to say I do really like again learning from those kinds of mistakes. So if there was something that one player is going to think about or one diver is going to think about going back into the Mountain West and they think about it with a passion and how much they want to improve and do mm-hmm. better, I think that will affect them both positively and negatively because competition is a powerful thing. It can be very positive when used in the right way, but it can also be very negative when used in the incorrect way. True. So it is going to be highly dependent on each person. I know that these aren't the satisfactory yes-no answers (laughs) that everyone wants them to be, but that's because there is no easy yes-no answer to these. Everything about sports requires so many variables that are impossible to predict. So everything's a maybe. I don't have any experience in that Mm -hmm. world. So I can't say with any definity. I definitely expect it to be affecting them around that time of the year. As a Ram, I do hope that they are able to learn on that experience and hopefully do a little bit better at Mountain West than fifth place, maybe get on the podium. Oh, podium, definitely. But before we move on to the next sport, the swim and dive team is 2-0 with one match in November on November 5th against Wyoming at Senior Day. It's going to be here in Fort Collins at the Moby Pool. Going to be a lot of fun. Going to be a very interesting one. Up next, we've got men's golf. Yes, I called it. Yeah. I called it. Yay. (laughs) I know how to do my job. Uh, (laughs) So the team has taken first place in each of the three events that they've participated in this season. Great start for the team. Last season, the golf team started off similarly, but dropped into the teens at events outside of the Mountain West before returning to the podium in conference play at the end of the season. They would take second place in the Mountain West Championships as well. Do you think that the team will be able to improve on last season with better play out of conference and possibly taking home first? at the Mountain West Championships. Again, as a fan, I want the best for these teams. I want to celebrate along with them. It is curious how they do significantly better in conference than they do out of conference. That is Mm. something that we see that is consistent with a lot of CSU teams, mostly because in conference you know what to expect. But with golf, it's independent. Yeah. So you're not facing off against someone. You're not having to learn what their strategy is. You're just having to play your best game. So I wonder if it's the differences in courses that is slightly agitating and messes with them, or if it's just thinking about the fact that it's out of conference makes a difference. I am not sure, but I think with a little added experience Mm. from this team, which is what they had last year, and they had partially during 2020 as well, going through tougher, more difficult situations and still doing as well, I think they have a really good opportunity to build from that and do better than last year. After the Rams Masters, which is usually the big, that's the big one for right. Rams because that is the home, that's the home one that usually starts the season, if not second or third. Yeah. It is one of the first three always, usually second, mm-hmm. first or second. But once they have that confidence that it changes the way they compete in a weird way. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to have to let go of everything they do previously and just only take each hole at a time. Like, I know that's a cliche is, you know, take it one swing at a time. Mm -hmm. But it's true. That is that is one I do have experience with. Yeah, I have competed. So I understand how hard that can be. But sometimes you have to just kind of let that world dissipate and just worry about one swing at a time if one goes bad then you figure out how to fix it and go on to the next one that is all you have to do i know this team sometimes has difficulty seeing past that they will instead be looking 
oh, we, uh, we, we did bad on this one, or, oh, I, I need to do better because that hole, I, I missed a birdie putt or something. That is something that they just need to let go of. Each hole, you think about it during the hole, that's it. Then you forget about it. You have it written down on the scorecard, mm-hmm. put it out of your mind. And also with golf, there there tends to be this thing where if you if you go out of your, your state, especially when you're Colorado, you've got all that elevation. The elevation I'm sure does, it does help a little affect the ball a little bit. Just well, Yeah. It's enough it's just it's just enough to throw you off. Yeah. And that and could affect when, them. I do understand that it is, but if you are a good golfer, you understand how to compensate for that. I think I think it's a very interesting part of the game that they have to adjust to. But at the end of the day, it probably isn't something that that really affects how CSU turns out in these competitions. Yeah, that's. I don't play very much outside of Colorado, but I do play during the summers. I play at Colorado levels, and then I will play in the mountains. There is a slight difference there. It affects for maybe two holes <laughs> maybe and during a tournament you get three rounds you play the same 18 holes three different times and you average the best score that's at least the way that i understand most tournaments super scoring so if it affects you more than that first day then i don't know if you can entirely blame the elevation yeah it's it's definitely not the biggest influence on the game We'll it, say it, that. Yes, it is not. I, again, I know that I'm being a downer here and people want to hear like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just the elevation. The, the, I, I can't do that. Yeah. That is that. That's just not me. I, I watched too much Bill Nye the Science Guy. I, I that's <laughs> That was just, I'm that kid. Before we wrap up men's golf and move on to women's golf, men's golf star golfer this season has actually been two golfers with Connor Jones and Davis Bryant. Each player placed first among competitors in two of the three golf event so far this season meaning that csu took first in all three of those great job from men's golf so far this season they've got one more event before february coming up in the next week or so at the saint mary's invitational between october 31st and november 2nd that'd be so much fun all right let's get into women's let's golf. let's move let's, on to, let's, let's move on the team has participated in four events this season placing 7th, 3rd, 8th, and 1st in that order. How does this team compare to last season's team? Do you remember? It's relatively similar. Started out a little bit slower, Mm -hmm. and the men's team was a little bit better. The one thing that is a little bit different is the jump from Mm -hmm. the lower rankings to number one. That I know previous in previous years it took maybe four or five events and it would usually go through most of the fall Mm -hmm. season as they would start building their way up. And then if they were really good, they would start out maybe fourth or fifth and then go through maybe start second, third, and then end first. But most of the time, it is a lot slower. Yeah, this season, compared to last season, which had one podium finish the whole season, two top five finishes, and five top ten finishes in ten games, this season they've already passed the total podium finishes and tied the amount of top five finishes as last season, along with each event so far being a top ten finish. So the team is doing significantly better than last season, or maybe not significantly, but definitely definitely is seeming better than last season and really showing some growth though they might not be one of the best teams in mountain west or in the in the whole world they are a very impressive team this season and we can expect them to be playing for one of the one of the top spots at the mountain west championship at the end of their season there's definitely a solid chance we have seen that 
the girls in their sports, just in general, track and field, soccer, volleyball, when they have one not-so-great season, they will come back with a much better one. Mm-hmm. That has just been something consistent I've seen in my time here. They really do do that, and it's it's an impressive team. They don't have in another event until February this season, so it'll be a while before you hear anything about the team. But for now, they are ending this part of the season on a high note winning first place at the Rainbow Wahine Invitational before that break. Up next, we have women's cross country and men's cross country. First, we'll talk about men's cross country. However, in their first three events, the men's team placed second, fourth, and then 18th. Last season was clearly a better year for the team as they started their season in the top six through their first three events and finishing in the top 10 throughout the season, including the Mountain West Conference late last October and the NCAA Mountain Regional. Do you feel like it would be realistic for this team to aim for a top 10 finish in the Mountain West Conference once again this season? Oh, that's a hard one because that is a significant nosedive, but that also just could be a momentary thing. So last season, if I'm remembering correctly, the cross-country team had a similar thing happen where they, where they placed their first two, and then the next one was a similar big drop-off like that. I remember uh, it wasn't as mm, it wasn't as mind. violent if there was one. I remember they went down a couple spots, maybe something like third to sixth to ninth, but not that I didn't even know that there were as far as 18 places. I thought it went down to 12, so, so that was that was a surprise. <laughs> so I've just, I just pulled up the stats, and at the Nutty Comb Wisconsin Invitational, which is where they placed 18th last season. They actually placed 10th, so they did a lot worse at the Nutty Comb Wisconsin Invitational this year. However, they did start the season off similarly well, taking first and third last year in their first two matches compared to this season, where they took second and fourth. So it's not that much difference between the two teams. However, we are just kind of hoping that the team makes the top 10 in the Mountain West this year. That That's as, probably the best way to put it. As they haven't played as well as last year. Yeah, that's... I do wonder if that is... I know that there were a couple uh, graduating members of that team. Mm-hmm. I wonder if really that was the difference maker. Yeah, I mean, you have to wonder whether it's players that are leaving. I know that, I know that basketball, who we'll talk about later, is missing a lot of players from last season and will drop off this season. But it's a lot harder to it's a lot harder to really uh, really judge with a team like cross country because it is kind of based on personal achievement and a single player running really fast compared to like a whole team completing like a play and hitting more baskets than the other team. Anyways, the team has one more competition, the Mountain West Conference, at the end of October before in November having one event at the NCAA Mountain Regional on November 11th and then the NCAA Championships on November 19th. They are not guaranteed to make those. However, it would be a surprise if they didn't. Moving on to women's cross country. They've had about the same season, more or less, taking first place in their first match against Wyoming. So instead of taking second, they took first. They also took fourth in the second one, and then they took 17th in the third one. So only one place better than the men in those two that they were improving on the other team. However, I do feel like this team has a pretty good chance of making the podium this year within the conference since they took first place at their first in-conference match and then took fourth in their second. The Wisconsin one was out of conference, so it was against a lot of probably better programs. 
but it, it does seem like to me that they will be able to place on the podium at the Mountain West Championships. We have seen that the women's team, just for some odd reason, does seem to do a little bit better in cross country and in track and field. That has been a very odd pattern. And I do wonder if that's just because there are more options to choose from Mm -hmm. or the people that are really, really good stick with track and field versus go to other sports. Where if you're a fast runner, they might not put you in track and field. They might put you in soccer. Right. Or if you're an endurance runner, you might be put on, you know, it's a little different. Yeah, Yeah. The team's definitely looking slightly better than the men's team. But not not that much different. We are expecting them to do pretty well in the Mountain West Conference. They have the same schedule, so you won't see anything from them outside of what we just mentioned. So now we will move on to men's basketball, the team that everyone was so excited about last year, the team that was so fantastic last year, making it all the way to the NCAA March Madness last year, something that they haven't done since like 2012, I think, 2013. It had been a while. David Roddy was an absolutely electric player, really did everything for the team out there last season. And they will be having an exhibition match against MSU Denver on October 28th. That will be the way for them to start out their season and hopefully get all the things right before they actually start the season later in November. I forgot. It's one of those weird sports where it's like partially in the spring and partially Mm -hmm. in in the fall. I am wondering, is it still going to be almost sell-out crowds like we saw last year. Because no. we did see... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll say no. I'll say <laughs> that no. That was the quickest no I think I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. But that is one of the things that we did see a lot with basketball was its popularity. We saw that volleyball did have its popular moments, mostly when it was ending the season, and then for the big rivalry games. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it was mild when it came to its student fan base. Right. But basketball, it's like another dimension. It is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Students lining up two hours before the game in the freezing cold and the wow. snow in the hail in whatever. Uh, along with losing Kendall Moore, Chandler Jacobs, and Deshaun Thomas as well, the team is expecting senior guard Isaiah Stevens to step into a bigger role on his final year with the team. Sophomore guard Jalen Lake and senior guard John Tanjay are expected to pick up some of the slack as well. Do you think this team will be able to pull off any magic with those remaining players, or are we expecting the team more of on a rebuild season similar to the football team? I think this is going to be more of a rebuild season, but not as dramatic as we've seen with the football team. Okay. I'm not going to say it's like volleyball because volleyball has been continuously good, but I think it's going to be, it's not going to be as good as last year, but it's going to be something that they can build off of and start sort of bringing those younger players, those newer players onto the court, get them some practice, get them get them ready for what's going to come in the next couple of years and really see what this team can do now with almost a whole set of fresh faces. Yeah. Do you think Isaiah Stevens is really going to step into that bigger role this season? Do you oh, think yeah. he's going to be able to take advantage of all the opportunities he's going to get? Do you think he's average like 20 points or something? I mean, I honestly think that he is just going to step into a leadership role, similar to what we see with Sierra Pritchard. Mm -hmm. Just because they are a leader does not mean that they are the point maker. It means that they are the leader. They are the ones that sort of bring the team together. If that means being the middleman, then it means being the middleman. That's just kind of how it goes. I expect to see him to get better, Mm -hmm. but I'm not expecting him to become like the next David Roddy. That's not what he's meant to do. So... Do I think he's going to be taking on the leadership? Absolutely. Do I think he's going to get better because of it? Eh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I I think that given how many opportunities he's given from the team this year just to have the ball in his hands more often with David Roddy, 
and all those other players leaving. I think he is going to have the ball in his hands more often, and he was a score first guard last season. So I'm expecting him to score a few more points and, and, and be that player that really is the replacement, quote-unquote, for David Roddy. But there is no replacement he's not, David Roddy, Yeah, though. he's not going to be the replacement, for obviously. No, there can't be and a replacement. The Rams are really, really missing out on that forward position. None, none of the players at forward even started last year, and they are just hoping to put stuff together for this next season. So you have to hope that... While this backcourt is okay with Jalen Lake and Isaiah Stevens, they might not be able to pull the slack from the forward position. And we only technically have one center on the roster. So that one, that's the dicier part more than anything. Yeah. There are three players who are 6'10 and above. So the two that are 6'10 can play center as well, probably with our seven footer. However, it definitely is going to be a lot of learning from players at forward and center this season. So those guards better be able to score the ball as well as pass the ball like they're expected to. Do you think Rams fans will be able to be excited about this team or do you think they're going to be disappointed expecting the same team as last year and then getting what they've got knowing how fickle the fan base is <laughs> yeah it's it's gonna be a hard one to kind of say because we know that there will always be those passionate fans that come to every game we'll see we'll see the the cowboys and moby will always be there we'll see some of the girls that are always there the rammer alls we will always have some of those people but it's if they can attract the new fans is yeah. i think the bigger question and i think this year it's gonna be a lot harder to attract those new fans unless you are getting someone that really really is going to stand out from last year this freshman class this year is a huge freshman class it so is having sports teams be able to play well and compete at least just compete in any game is important if you're trying to build a fan base with such a huge incoming class like that i think the biggest thing they're gonna have to do because you're gonna see a lot of students who will come in who have never been to a college basketball game show up just to say that they went to one true that first game is gonna be a must win if they want to start building that fan base back up yeah and that first game will start on november 7th hosting gardner webb before having a couple more matches before the Shriners Children's Charleston Classic, which will be going through November 20th. The team has eight games in November, so it will be a very exciting season for fans starting this fall semester. Well, I think November is going to be a big one because you have the Mountain West Tournament, you have the beginning of, of basketball season, you have the end of football season. You have a lot of stuff to be looking forward to mm -hmm. in CSU Athletics, and I think that is the main thing that if you're going to take away anything from what you've heard today, look forward to what we're seeing in the future. So true. Whether that is next week next month, next year, next season, whatever. The future is looking brighter and brighter for all of our teams. That's true. Moving on to women's basketball, who are ready to begin their season against BYU on November 8th. The women's team will also have an exhibition game on November 1st to work out their lineups and rotations as well. The team was so close to the Mountain West Championship last season, losing the title game by 10 points to UNLV. Do you think this team can replicate or improve on last season's success with the team staying mostly intact, keeping four or five starters, but losing their best big in Murphy, who led the team in blocks and rebounds last season. Oh, that's there's the kicker. I was like, if it's offense, it might be relatively replaceable. But defense, I mean, that that is the old saying, was offense mm -hmm. wins games, defense wins championships. And if you couldn't get that with your star defender, 
it's going to be hard to try and replicate that or even surpass what was already there. So we'll see. I think there is a solid chance that they can, they can most likely, I I don't want to say for certain because it will come and bite me in the backside, but I think there's a very solid chance that they'll be able to make it to the Mountain West at the very least, if not go a couple rounds in or even take that championship. I'm definitely excited for this team. I think they're going to do well this season. Do I think they're going to win the championship? Probably not. But I do think they will at least make the Mountain West Championships and really get at least to the round before the championship. I think though they they can get to the semifinals. I think yeah. that's I think that is a reasonable thing from what we've seen and what we're probably going to be seeing from these exhibition matches. And that will do for women's basketball. They will also be having a few games here in November. The first of those being that one against BYU on November eighth. We are finally speaking on our final team, women's tennis. Rams tennis star Sarah Weekly took first in the singles and doubles competitions at their first event, the John Messick Invitational. Transfer player Emily Dush took the Bravo Draw crown at the Bedford Cup in their second event of the season. And then Radka Buskova lit her two matches at the ITA All-American Championships, which was CSU's first ever invitation to the All-American Championships, but were more or less unsuccessful in their trip to the ITA Regionals. So it's been a successful season, more or less. However, there have been some down spots as well. The team is looking good so far this season, getting production from many players. Though they are nearly six months away, do you like the team's chances at the Mountain West Championships in late April? Oh, that is so far away. <laughs> I, I don't even know when we're going to have for dinner tonight. And you're asking me what, yeah. the, what the team's going to look like in April? Look, there that is, again, there's so many variables involved that I think, you know what, let's let's go positive this time because you haven't heard much positivity from yeah. me so far today. You know what, I think that they have a solid chance. The ITA has been a decent enough predictor of how they do, but the Bedford Cup is the better one. The Bedford Cup is the one that predicts a little bit more reliably how things turn out. And the team went 15-8 and eight last season, going 8-2 and two in conference. So it was a really impressive team last year. Do you think that they will be able to improve on their second round loss at the Mountain West Championships last year and maybe go up to the semifinals or even the finals? Or do you think they'll kind of just stay around where they are? I think if they stay in the second round, that's not a disappointing position to be in. It's a decent spot, but I think if someone like Buskova is still part of the team, she's going to want a little revenge, and I think that's going to kind of allow the team to play a little bit harder and give a little bit more and perhaps lead to another win either in the Mountain West or in their season itself. I think we have some talented transfers this season, and we've got a team that really has stuck around from last season, and I think they will be able to improve on last season. I don't know if they'll be able to win that championship in the Mountain West this year. However, I do like their odds as a favorite for that title. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Again, the positivity (laughs) today. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think especially since they were invited to the ITA All-American Championships for the first time in program history, that's a really good sign for the team as they move forward this season. And I think we should close it off with that positive note. This is an interesting year the Rams have been having in sports and it will likely continue to be quite exciting. We hope to be in similarly high spirits next time we speak on the school's athletics at the end of November. Thank you for listening to the KCSU Sports Podcast. This has been your monthly sports review 
at CSU, and I have been your host, Ewan Pert, along with my wonderful co-host, Eliza Drotel. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. For Eliza Drojar and Ewan Pert and the rest of the KCSU sports team, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the KCSU Sports Podcast. For more sports content, go to kcsufm.com and head to the Sports tab to check out all of the amazing content we have available for you. Don't forget to tune in to 90.5 KCSU-FM Tuesdays through Thursdays from 7 to 9 p.m. for live sports content. Oh, 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 oh,